Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I appreciate you spending some of your evening with us. As most of you know, the LDS Church sends out about, at least now, 80,000 or so missionaries and they interview people and knock on doors and sit down and teach lessons. And tonight, the guest we have has come all the way from Wisconsin. His name's Adam Domeyer, and he was actually an investigator of the church. This will be a little bit of a different story than we're used to, because he never did join the church, but he did a lot of investigation, and so we're going to hear his story on what he found out as he uh, investigated the church. I'm sure there'll be many that relate to this story. So, Adam, thanks for coming so far to share your story. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah. It's actually Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota, I beg your pardon, not right. Wisconsin, <laughs> Minnesota. I wrote Wisconsin, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> We're only 10 minutes from the border, though. Okay, so, all right. Yeah. So Minnesota, well, let's give it yeah. the due credit, so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I appreciate you. It's still a long way. Still a long ways, yeah. yes. Yeah. A thousand miles from here. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming. Yeah, and I appreciate so you having me. You were actually, uh, what was your family's religion as you were growing up? Sure, yeah, our family grew up uh, Lutheran, actually in the ELCA, okay. Lutheran denomination, which is, um, pretty prevalent in Minnesota, the upper Midwest. Yeah. So it was a contemporary denomination of the okay. Lutheran Church. Okay, and they yeah. were, uh, just went to that religion, and did you try any others as, as you were growing up? I didn't, no, no. We went every Sunday yeah. growing up. Both my mom and my dad's side were, were yeah, raised Lutheran, and so I, we went through Sunday school, Sunday school <laughs> training growing up, uh, went through First Communion, yeah. you know, and ultimately Confirmation went yeah. through confirmation, so. Okay. Yeah. Well, later on, you end up meeting a, a, an LDS girl. That's correct. And her, yeah. her dad's the bishop. And yes. so you get a first introduction, I guess, at this point to, to the Mormon, to Mormonism. Yeah, so I did. Tell us about that. I did, that yeah. Well, it was actually started just a few months before I met, met this girl. Her name was Mallory. Okay. Um, my family was out here on a trip in Salt Lake City. Oh, and okay. And so we actually got a tour of Temple Square okay. um, by a few sister missionaries, and they had offered my dad a copy of the Book of Mormon, and he said no. <laughs> and I had asked later that I asked why, and he said he was going to talk to me about it when we get home, yeah. you know. And we never really had that conversation. Did he know much so about it? He knew. He knew enough. enough. He yeah. knew enough to know. Okay. Yeah, and so <laughs> we we came back, and then I started my ninth grade year at high school, okay. and that's when I um, met Mallory, and she was in my English class, first class of the morning, okay. and she sat right behind me, and so I I found out she was Mormon, and so I write, I wrote a letter to her and handed it to her, and I asked her for a copy of the Book of Mormon. I'll bet she was so surprised she was at that. Very request. excited. <laughs> yeah, she was very surprised, and yeah. she she didn't. Um, it wasn't any pressure that I felt at all. Yeah was no pressure at all. She just handed it to me and she handed me a note. Okay. And she said, you know, this, this is my free copy to you. And she said, I just wanted to bear my testimony of the Book, Book of Mormon and that it is another testament of Jesus Christ. Wow, what did you, know, you think and, of and that? And said, well, I didn't really know what to think. I was really intrigued, you know, from yeah. visiting yeah. Temple Square and getting a tour. And I had read a little bit in a travel book, yeah. you know, on the way here about it, but didn't know enough to really 
make an answer, but she had told me about Moroni 10, ver- 3 through 5, that, yeah. um, that verse about praying, praying about it to see whether or not the church is true. Right. You know, so yeah. I, I brought the book home with me, and I um, had a, a green Bible case that I carried one of my, my NIV Bibles in all the time. And there was enough room for me to put the Book of Mormon in there, so I started bringing that to school with me and reading it wow. during my lunch breaks and, did, and everything. And what did mom yeah. and dad say about that, or did they? They know? actually they didn't even know. Oh. I, I didn't tell them during the <laughs> whole during the whole time. Yeah. So, did you read then the Book of Mormon? Did I, you read it? I did. Yeah, I started right off. I started reading reading the testimony of Joseph Smith in the front and really studied the pictures out, you know, yeah. in the front to kind of get a visual. I'm very visual, so I really yeah. like to have that perspective and yeah. started with First Nephi and worked my way through to Moroni wow. and read it again after that. Oh, you did? A couple I times? I did, a couple well, that's times. that's very diligent. I don't, yeah. I'd like to take a poll of how many people <laughs> have actually, that are supposed to read the book, have never read the Book of Mormon, but yeah. so did you pray about it? And I did. I pray, Yeah, I prayed about it. Yeah, and um, I prayed about it. I, I prayed about it and I knelt by my bedside yeah. one evening and I prayed about it. And I just felt this feeling come over me that was saying, you know, this is very much like the Bible and it really seems to really add to it, complement yeah. it, you know. And I just felt, I felt God, what I thought was God at the time, I just f- had this feeling where I knew, it, thought I knew it was true. Wow. So, but I was, so I was very sure at the time. They call that a burning very, in the bosom? Yeah, mm-hmm. yes, I had the burning in the bosom. Yeah. I had the burning in the bosom and... Sorry so. to interrupt you there. Oh, you sure. You saying yeah. that you had that good feeling. I had that good feeling. Yeah. I had that I had that testimony. Wow. Yeah. And both times you read it, I guess you felt the same and Yeah, it was both times I read it and it was it was when I wasn't even reading it. You know, I started reading the Bible a little bit too. I was reading in Matthew and yeah. and everything I was reading, I was just like I in my prayers, you know, I started saying thank you thank you so much that, you know, that you've revealed to me that the Book of Mormon is true. Oh my goodness. You know, like I was just very, I was very thankful. Yeah. Very thankful for it. So what happens next? So, well, I started getting really, really interested. Um, You know, I always had a belief in Jesus Christ growing up. Yeah. I'd always believed that he was the son of God, that he was the Christ. And I just wanted to know what the true church was. And so that really, that really um, prompted me, you know, I turned the Book of Mormon over and it said the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I said, well, the name Jesus Christ is is really emblazoned in their church name. That you know, resonated and I really, with you? really resonated with yeah. me because I could really relate a lot to what Joseph Smith was was talking about when he said that there were other other religious sects that were, you know, um, what, what do you mean by conflicting. That? Well, you know, in his day, you know, he had said that there were a lot of revivals among you yeah. know, back in 1820, right. um, between the Presbyterians, the the Methodists, and the Baptists, you know, yeah. up in upstate New York. Yeah. And I ha- I didn't know at the time, but I r- later found out that those revivals actually took place about three to four years after he had said they did. Right. You know, but um, S- small problem. Was, there, yeah, small <laughs> problem there. Yeah, but um, based on the church records right. of there of that area, you know. Right. Um, but um, but I I could really really uh, empathize with what he meant though as far as the different, different churches contending because yeah. they would have revivals and you know the time when preachers would get up on platforms in front of people and they would go through and preach you know yeah. and and um, you know with my family we had moved from a Lutheran church to, you know my mom got remarried and we started attending a Presbyterian church oh you did and then okay. about a, a year later we went to a Methodist church 
And then when they got divorced, we went back to the Lutheran church. And so by this point, <laughs> I was, I could really understand yeah. what, what Joseph what Smith Joseph meant. Smith was saying. Yeah. You know, it was really truthfully wanting to, to know the truth of which of all these was correct. And did you sense a difference with these different religions? Uh, I did, yeah. Uh, I sensed a, I mean, some have very, Some have more formal requirements. Yeah, or yeah, it was more formal requirements, and I really liked the the contemporary worship. Yeah, you know, I really liked the services. I felt like the, I knew the Holy Spirit was there. Yeah. you know, and the music and everything. Okay. It was just, um, you know, one church was named after Luther. Yeah, one was named after you know John Wesley's Methodism, and right. you know, and so I, I, you know, saw the name the Church of Jesus Christ, and I was like, well, this this has to be this has to be yeah. his church. Well, so, so did you ever meet them with missionaries? And well, at first I, yeah, at first I didn't. You know, yeah. um, I I continued conversations with Mallory through letters and yeah. often talking to her during lunch. Yeah, you know, I'd go over and sit by her during lunch, and you, we'd you have had a couple of questions for her. A lot of you? questions for yeah. her. Yeah. What did you yeah. ask her? Well, the first one, you know, I I had just I had just heard word of mouth in school because a few of my friends knew that I was reading the Book of Mormon, and they said, well, they can't, they can't drink Coke. You know, why would you want to do that? Uh-huh. You know, and so I, I asked her about it. It was the most basic question. I said, yeah. well, you know, we can drink soda. We typically don't drink caffeine, coffee, or tea. Right. You know, and, the, and, you know, and then my questions started getting a little deeper. <laughs> you know, I started researching it, started researching the LDS Church um, strictly from mormon.org and lds.org, okay. you know, and I... I learned about the vir- you know, the virgin birth. I had known about that, but Explain I asked that a little her. Bit. What, what's the yeah, virgin birth? The virgin birth. Well, you know, with um, the Holy Spirit had, you know, begotten, o- overshadowed, overshadowed Mary. Mary yeah. uh, you know, in Matthew chapter one, I think it's verse eighteen right. around there, but overshadowed Mary. Right. And Mary conceived and bore Jesus, right. Emmanuel, and and so what I had I had learned that it was a little bit different conception. In the LDS Church, and so I, yeah, I wrote. They, te- they teach that it's actually a physical relationship between God and and Mary, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That in the pre-existence, you know, God the Father. Well, I think it was actually at the. Well, at at, at the yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for us, they believe, you know, in the pre-existence, but for right. Jesus Himself, it was actually. Yeah. You know, he, right at that moment, he came down and came had down a and sexual relationship with Mary. With Mary. Yeah. Yes. There's many prophets that have yes. verified that, and. Uh, uh, or at least yeah. documented that that's what the church believes. But right, yeah. right, and that's the thing because I didn't know that at the time. Did Mar- I did, did Mallory? not know that at the time? Well, I, that's a good, that's a really <laughs> good point because I wrote her in the letter, yeah. and I said, you know, I've I've heard a few things. You know, could you explain this to me? I just wanted to settle settle the score because yeah. I did believe in the virgin birth. Right, I really sure. did believe in that, and she said, well, I completely agree with the virgin birth. She said, I completely agree with that. So you know, she Jesus didn't know. was, con- yeah, yeah. No Mormon doctrine, yeah. Right, yeah. right. You know, and and then uh, eventually I had I had read later where it it says, um, you know, where I forget it if it was James E. Talmadge that had said that, um, you know, the um, Jesus Christ was was not begotten of the Holy Ghost. Right. Was not begotten of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. But he was conceived by, by the Father. Heavenly Father. Uh, Heavenly yeah. Father. Yeah. So. Correct me if I'm wrong on that <laughs> on that quote on that reference there, but yeah. but it was a, a few times it was um, that I was really searching right. for that. So. so then what happens? You 
you keep visiting with Mallory? Or yeah, I kept visiting with Mallory, and then and then it got to the point where I met with a few missionaries. Okay. And went over the gospel principles okay. and started going through. Only only did one session because it was too much, and I got started getting really afraid of what my family would think because I knew that I would want them involved. Right. Had I chosen to become right. part of the church. So what actually so, caused you to not? Uh, follow through. To not follow through? Yeah. Yeah, in the in the spring of spring of two thousand three, um, at this point I had I had gotten a few the Lord had given me a few dreams in the night actually where he started revealing the truth to me. And really yeah. Yeah. And one of those was um, you know, I was I was in you know, I in, in my dream I was in my backyard. It took place out in Delano, Minnesota. Okay. And um, I was in my backyard in the dream and you know everything was colorful and bright you know and i i saw i saw what i thought was joseph smith you know it just he he looked exactly you know the what you would the see in the in the pictures seen. you've yeah. seen blonde hair and you know the out the outfit and everything and he was holding a book in his hand he had the the high collar okay. collar shirt you know <laughs> and and he he said adam come here you know he addressed me in my name and said i, I want to show you something you know and he turned around and i followed him and he started walking really fast into the woods and so I followed him, you know, and I went to this, led to this cabin. And so I walked in this cabin and he said, hey, I want to show you how I, I really want to show you how I really translated the Book of Mormon. And so I was, I said, yeah, I would, I would love to see that, you know. And so I, I came in there and, you know, immediately the glass shattered just in the room, you mm -hmm. know. And I saw him, he reached under the table and he pulled out a hat, set it on the table. And then he pulled out a stone, set it on the table. And then he said, this, this is how it happened. This is how it really happened. You know, and then everything started going dark in the dream. Wow. You know, turning black, gray, and white, you yeah. know. And, and so the dream ended right after that. You know, and so I, I was really, I woke up after that. You and think I this said, was prompted? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, no, it's okay. I woke up and I, yeah, like you were saying, it's, I, it was a huge prompting yeah. to, to really search it out, you know. Um, but did you think this was because you had read something about this? Had you ever heard of the hat and the stone? No, I had not. You had not. I had not heard of it. No, I was. I was just. I had. I had seen pictures of the golden plates. Um, you yeah. know, it, right away in the Book of Mormon, you see a picture of Moroni bearing the plates. But then I had right. just read about how Joseph Smith was in the room and he had the gold plates. And then there was the curtain between him and, you know, and the scribe. And so, so you'd, you'd never heard of the hat and the, the stone in the I'd hat. I had never heard of it. Oh, well, that no. makes that dream a little more significant, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was pretty significant. When did you learn that, so, it, uh, that, it, that he did put a stone in the hat? Did you ever hear that story later? I heard it. Oh, I heard it later. Yeah. It, it was actually a couple weeks later because I, I started researching think? it. I just, I went on Google yeah. and I just typed in, you know, Joseph Smith stone and, oh. and, that, and that's and it. And it popped up. And it popped up and I found a few pictures yeah. and I said, whoa, this is, this is very different. Oh my goodness. Very different from... Yeah. what I had thought, you know, and so there, was a, there were a lot of websites out there that had talked about it, right. and I was very careful about what I went to because there were, um, I tried looking on, on LDS sources mm -hmm. to, see, to see if, the, if there was right. anything about that, yeah. so. Yeah. So did you, you, you actually said you got close to being baptized and then it didn't happen, That's I right. guess, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was May of that year yeah. by this point, and I was um, about a month away from from being baptized. And wow. what it actually, I actually was reading in the Book of Mormon, and 
it was only the Book of Mormon I had read up until that point, up until I had the dreams. And then I l started looking in the footnotes of the Book of Mormon, and I started seeing references for DNC. And so oh. I started learning a little bit more about that. And so I went to a local bookstore and bought myself a triple combination, you oh, know, and okay. I read through Doctrine yeah. and Covenants, Pearl and Great Price. What did you think of and those? And so, well, at first I started reading through a lot of the revelations. I started right from section one. Yeah. And then I got close to the end of section one where it, where it says the, the voice of, of the Lord, the, my voice and the voice of my servants is the same. And all of, all of the prophecies in this book will come true and it will come to pass. Mm. So I said, you know, that's a very, that's a very punctual, <laughs> sure way of putting something. Yeah. You know, so I, I read through it and I still had belief at this point. I still had my burning in the bosom, really? you know, and my testimony. Still I, had, even I still, after the dreams? Even after the, even after the dreams, just yeah. because I, I at first didn't know what to think of it, you know, but I had realized I, I started looking through some of the, the doctrine and covenants sections and some yeah. of the revelations and I did, started doing a little bit of research on them and found, out, and, and and more, found out a little bit more, yeah. especially the, the uh, David W. Patton mission. Yeah, you know, where he died. Where before. he he died before he could go on that mission. Yeah. Died in battle. Prophesied. And prophesied. Yeah. You know, certain certain things like that. Yeah. So. Well, you you were raised with a cat uh, with a, 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 a love for Jesus, with an understanding yeah. of who Jesus was. Did you feel that Absolutely. same Jesus as you studied the Mormonism and the Book of Mormon and Doctrine and Covenants? Did I didn't I didn't did you sense that same Jesus. I did not sense the same Jesus. In what I didn't way? Sense the what same was Jesus. different? Um, well, because when I when I had read the Bible before, I read it through a lens of as, a, as if I was a child. You know, I had read through the New Testament, and I just, you know, it was just a, such a simple message. Yeah. You know, and I started reading through the Book of Mormon, and especially especially it would more so happened when I got to Doctrine and Covenants. Um, I really, it it seemed as if the Book of Mormon was seen. Was wasn't just seen through the eyes of the Book of Mormon, but it was seen through the lens of what the Doctrine and Covenants teaches. That's and then, a good point. And then, and then the book, and then the Bible, was viewed through how the Book of Mormon, through the lens of how you read the Book of Mormon and Doctrine and Covenants and Pearl Great perceptive Price. Because you know, the Book of Mormon and, um, really doesn't contain much Mormon doctrine or Mormonism. That's today. correct. Yeah. yeah, I started it's learning. Kind of seen through the eyes of the Doctrine and Covenants. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, and there mm. were a lot of a lot of um, Bible verses that I found were plagiarized in the Book of Mormon. Yeah, you know that were written in there, and but a lot of it sounded so good. Yeah, you know a lot of the content. Oh, you know, King but James I, version. King James yeah. version, right in there. You know, but it was. Um, it's interesting. I, the whole Book of Mormon is King James verbiage. Verbiage, which is interesting right. for the Nephites and Lamanites to do it that way. Yeah, <laughs> but right. <laughs> curious. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I started. I kept. I kept on attending the Lutheran services, though, yeah. during this whole time. Even the youth services, I brought my, my um, LDS version of the King James Bible mm -hmm. um, and my triple combination. I'd bring them with me to church mm. and read out of it when they do the gospel readings. You know, <laughs> I, I opened it up and read it. Yeah. Um, so it was, very, it was very an interesting lens of how Jesus was seen. You know, I still, yeah. I still believed in Jesus yeah. during that time. Well, do you, you think know? converts really know much about real doctrine of the Mormon church? Do you sense that, that they know much about Mormonism, converts to the church? To the church? Yeah, I'd say, um, 
I'd say initially, you know, how they, it, you know, I think every person really has a different story and how they started sure. learning it. Yeah. And I think, you know, if they're in the church, they start going through the, the gospel principles, you know, the different manuals, you know, and then eventually the basic, they, the, the, basic, ba the basic, you know, and then once they become temple worthy, you know, they start yeah. ex not only learning, but experiencing, you know, these things. And I feel like, um, you know, the, the doctrine that's handed down to them is, is strictly church related. You know, oh sure, I, but I mean, um, I mean things like the virgin birth, the or virgin birth, yeah, Joseph Smith's no. polygamy, and uh, I think a lot of it not, not as much, not talked about much, not talked about much. No. Yeah, I know there was one exa specific example was I had a an LDS friend in college who was in my symphonic band, and uh, he was talking to me. He had he was a convert to the church, mm. only been for four years, you yeah. know, and he was he went to church every Sunday, and he was in our band, and it was a Pentecostal you know, college, and and so he had no problem with that. He just loved talking to us. He wasn't trying to convert any of, you know, any of us to the LDS church, but yeah. in conversation with him, I became good friends with him, and he started telling me that he had, he had a lot of serious questions about the LDS church and things that he was finding out. He was learning more and more. He was learning more and more, and the yeah. thing that really started making me really look into it more myself after that was the fact that he said that he was going to LDS sources for his information oh, yeah. of where he was finding out. Sure. You know, because he didn't even know of, of any type of um, anti-Mormon you know, anti literature or anything. Or where to you know, go. He, was, yeah. he told me, you know, he was taught not to, right. not to go to that. Yeah. You know, but he started looking up the history, you know, uh, you know anything by B.H. Roberts or, right. you know, in the early church. And he started reading the Journal of Discourses. And so yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. it's very perceptive what you were saying earlier about the Book of Mormon, because that's what the church presents generally initially is the Book of Mormon. Right. And it, since it doesn't contain a lot or very much of the real Mormon doctrine, um, th they're not really thrown the doctrine and covenants immediately. You know, so uh, it's yeah. interesting that you'd have that perspective. And now that I think about it, the Book of Mormon really is is um, Christian enough that it probably sounds like you were probably experiencing. Yeah, it's yeah. about Jesus and, and from right. the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter Day Saints. So you aren't surprised. You weren't surprised probably that you were getting a burning in the bosom. Yeah, I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't surprised at all until you started learning more and more. Right. Yeah. That's right. Well, so you were probably lucky in the sense that you were able to learn this stuff before you got baptized. Do you yes. think very many people go like this? friend of yours that had been in for four years, he probably started learning this stuff after. He did. And now he was questioning. Yeah, he was, he was questioning it. Yeah. He was very, very much questioning it. And the thing is, is he didn't know what to do with it. And he said he started feeling really bad for the things that he was finding out. Yeah. Because he just felt a lot of betrayal. He said it wasn't so much what he had found out. He said it was the fact that he found it out and it was hidden this whole time. You know, it, just it was really suppressed. It just wasn't know. out there. Yeah. He said there were a few things that he would have obviously had issues, you know, obviously yeah. issues with. But yeah. the way that it was present, the way that he found out, yeah. you know, he he would have just wished it was okay. presented to him. Well, so. we've only got a couple of minutes left, believe it or not. Why don't you tell us sure. the good news uh, about Jesus and grace, and tell yeah. us how you feel about that now, and and what you've learned in the last few years? Yeah, I think something that was very powerful is to just have a testimony, you know, w during this time of my burning in the bosom, yeah. you know, and when I 
thought I had this testimony of it. The thing was that it was that it was someone else's testimony. And what I, what I did was I went back to the Bible, looked in Isaiah, you know, chapters 44 and 46. And I said, you know, my testimony is the Lord's testimony of himself when he says, I, the Lord God, am one. You know, besides me, there is no There's other God. God. There are no gods before me, no gods after me. And that is the Lord's testimony of himself. Isn't so what powerful? I know is that it was that powerful yeah. that I can trust in this testimony. That was what was so powerful. Yeah. And from that, just the testimony that the gospel is so simple that a child can understand it. And doesn't it was that so seem God-like? That yeah. seems God-like, doesn't it, for me now, that it is a simple gospel that yeah. we just believe. Yeah, and you yeah. can explain the gospel. You can explain the gospel yeah. to someone in you know about forty-five seconds. Yeah, you know, just explain it. You know, because sometimes you only have that much time to tell someone. True. You know, and it's it's that powerful. You know, and it's not. Yeah, it is because we're saved by grace, not after all we can do. No, it's by His grace, and it's amazing. Something that I would really have to say is that yes. Good works are important, but they're a byproduct of our faith. It's yeah. because we have our f that saving and grace. And we love God. You know, that and we, we love God that yeah. we want to do it, you know? And that's, it's not burdensome, you know? That's amazing. So. It's a, that is different, though, isn't it? Yeah. What you it's were so It's so yeah. different, yeah. you know? And I can't get enough of the Bible myself. I didn't, you know, I still want more time to, to search and, and find the Bible and to have you know, three other books on top of that, yeah. you know, would be very challenging. Did you, you sense know, that the Mormons didn't trust the Bible? Did you catch on to that initially? That, I, I mean, did. nobody ever said that to you, we don't trust the Bible, right. but, but you got the sense of that, that it was kind of a secondary. It was kind of a secondary, yeah, and especially when, you know, in the Book of Mormon it says, you know, about there being only a one Bible. Bible. A Bible, yeah. Yeah, Bible, a Bible, and, yeah. Um, but yeah, I sensed it, especially, um, the Book of Mormon is, you know, the book, um, you know, I think it was, I think it was Ezra Taft Benson who really said, you know, we need to flood the earth with the Book of Mormon, Sure. you know, and really said, really started re-emphasizing yeah. the Book of Mormon, you know, yeah. in the LDS mission. And the thing is, is that it is the Word of God, the Word of God is the only thing that brings life. And if you're, if you're flooding the world with something that isn't the Word of God, it, it can't bring true life, you know? Yeah. And just seeing how, you know, even in conversations sometimes with people, I don't have to say, oh, well, you know, in Galatians 1.5, such and such, it'll say this, but you could just say the words, the, just the words of scripture to someone yeah. in, a, in a sentence to yeah. them. And, and it just, it has a, such an impact. Adam, you know? time's up. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much oh, for coming. Of course. I appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. It. Thank you for having me. Good night, me, we'll see you next week. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.